There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. All right, you guys, it's pumpkin spice latte season. Woo! Now. Oh, wow. Okay. If you could create a Latino latte, mm. what would mm. it be? Rachel. I asked the question. All right, <laughs> fine. Um, I would do a morir soñando latte. Okay. Ooh. I like okay, that. Okay, taking it back to the R. But it, how would that work in, like, in a hot format? I don't think it's going to work. You know, don't shit on it until you've tried it, man. Okay. Yeah. I would do habichuela conduce flavored <laughs> during Semana Santa. Oh, It'd be interesting. Every Starbucks in the Heights and the Bronx will sell out. <laughs> Jamie. See, I don't I don't really drink coffee, so I think I would have them make a pumpkin spice piragua. And just Ew. have the icy guy there in the back. <laughs> you know, you could That's for you, obviously. It right? would just be for me, yeah, because okay. you know. All right. That's all I got Selfish, my... The guy with the dirty ass towel. Yeah, with the sweat, he wipes his sweat there. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie. Jamie. Jaime, Jaime Fernandez. <laughs> One piragua. That's me, that's me. I'm here. <laughs> the Latinos Out Loud Jamie's mic is full we got a citizen of saliva. app. We got a citizen app. There's openings. Something. Uh... Great. 
we going to get the alert? I know that you were very critical about last week. We didn't give you enough gunshots or energy for it, so well, we we made the audience even make some gunshots. Last week's gunshots sounded like Nerf gunshots, mm. like they oh. had styrofoam at the end of them. And this week's, I think, were they were a lot better. Do you think the gunshots? Uh, by the way, Frank's not in this week. He'll be back next week. We miss you so much. Frank. Do you think that the gunshots dictate the energy of the show? Is that what it is? I do. I think we have to bust our guns, our fake guns, in the air and wave them like we just don't care mm. because that's what kicks it off. Okay. Well, guys, this is a perfect segue because this show is going to be all about gun violence and <laughs> a very serious discussion. Well, well, I'm sorry. My gunshots weren't loud enough because somebody called me at 6 in the morning while I was in deep sleep. Oh, damn. Before and we I've get been to groggy. That, before we get to that, because I know you want to start as we do say quetching, which means complaining, which is all you do. Um, this is the Latinos a la podcast, and this is episode four, four of season four. Yes. Hi, everyone out there in podcast land. Uh, this is Rachel La Loca. Hi, I'm Michael Diaz. Jay Fern. Let's see. Thank you. <laughs> so can we get back to where I was? Again? Yeah, I was, no, oh. this one's neat. Oh, okay. So can I get back to what I'm complaining about? Absolutely. You, Rachel, called me at six in the morning. So this is like an anti-booty call because it's like really. Early. <laughs> it's like the worst time to call somebody. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> and by accident, I left the phone on the bed. So Sophie was like, Oh my God, is Rachel's calling you? Is everything okay? I'm like, Wait, I don't I love know. Sophie. And so, uh, uh, yeah, my girlfriend Sophie. Uh, and so. Uh, so, so the funny thing is, is like I know sometimes when Rachel calls me, it's like almost like an emergency, or she wants to complain about something. So I went really? and checked. All, yeah, I went. I checked all my text messages, emails. I wanted to see if anything got posted in social media, and it wasn't. And then I tried to go back to sleep, but it was impossible. So this whole day has been a drag. Oh, I'm so sorry that I woke you up once, Mister. You've called me at 6 a.m. for real, for real, or sent me a text at 7 a.m. But many times woke my ass. Up. A phone call, a text message is not the same as a phone call. A text message goes in. Really? Because the ringer rings just as loud for a text as it does the phone. A text message is like... A phone call is like... Excuse me. Do you know my alerts? Like, do you know my alerts? Well, first off, why do you have alerts making sounds at night or in the morning? Is it on vibrate? No. Wait, so, okay, why did you... Why did you call him at 6 in the morning? First of all, it was by accident, okay? Oh, you butt-dialed him at 6 in the morning? You butt-dialed me? <laughs> I don't know how it happened, to be honest. I, I dream-dialed just... him. <laughs> Listen, buddy. Exactly. I'm up every three hours, okay? Breastfeeding, you know, doing what I gotta do. So you breast-dialed him? As... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Wait, you called me by accident while you were breastfeeding? Yes. Oh, my God. Because I'm sitting there. Thank God I didn't call you back. You should be flattered. Wow. Did you guys know that, like, first-time moms are a very heavy um, mobile web consumers? Because basically, while we're breastfeeding, we're on the webs. We're reading articles. Mm. We're on mommy blogs. Like, it's a known thing. Wait, so how does that work? You got to... So Ben's on one titty, right? Okay, first of all... Mike is trying to look like he's holding a baby. How are you browsing with the phone while you're breastfeeding? It's very easy. You put the kid with one hand and you're browsing like this. I actually saw something on Shark Tank. Somebody was selling uh, a specific thing that you could put the baby on and you could have both of your hands free. It's amazing. What? Yeah. yeah. So that's well, where... when you have your third baby, we'll get Wait, you Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No. 
sorry. Actually, I don't think I've said on this internet what on this internet on this podcast what happened. <laughs> um, should I tell them what happened? Of course. Okay, I'm very real on this show. Yo, people love that. <clears throat> Okay, well, it doesn't get any realer than this. I was very excited to have my tubes tied after this baby. Oh, shout out to being having your tubes tied. But, <laughs> but what happened was, I signed my paperwork, and there's a law that you actually have to sign paperwork to have a tube ligation done a month before your due date. That's the law in New York State. Because they don't want you to make a rash decision, like hormonal or like, you know, while you're yeah, pushing a baby that... out. Like, I want to die my two. Like, exactly, yeah. a lot of women probably feel that way um, during labor. But I got all the paperwork done. I brought it with me. And in the middle of the C-section, I said to my doctor, how's it going down there, first of all? And he's like, great. That's a question people tend to ask. Without... Hey, doc, how's it going hey, down there? How's it looking down hey, there? it's good for me. <laughs> I don't know for you. I, I talked, I spoke a lot with my doctor during the C-section and I was listening to reggae by the way it was great they asked me uh, what I wanted to listen to and I'm sure they most people like oh something calming and soothing and I was like I want to hear Dutty Wine I want to hear like you know yeah you hear me yeah, what would what, you like to <laughs> hear well, you were just like Shabba I said I want a dance hall mm. and the black nurses were like did she say she want dance hall? <laughs> they put on dance hall. It was great. So anyway, um, we were talking during the C-section. I was like, how's it going down there? Don't forget. Snip, snip. Laser, laser. Close the factory. And he's like, oh, about that. Basically, there was too much scar tissue down there for my first C-section. Mm. So the factory's still open. Oh, my goodness. Which my mom is very happy about. Because, oh, we can have a girl now. Yes. A no. A mini loquita is perfect. We have no more room and no more money. So, I don't know. I, I hate when scar tissue builds up. It's like, <laughs> so annoying. Anyway, where the hell were we going with this? Nothing but. In speaking of that. How did we get here? I finally <laughs> unmuted one of your Instagram stories. And I was seeing that oh, thank DJ you. was. Well, because sure. I was in Austin, and so I had time to... Oh, Austin, Texas. Yeah. But back to you, Rachel. So okay, I was that watching... was a segue to talk about Texas. Nah. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. like, no, that's a no. segue thing. Uh, yeah. And Rachel... Your, your son was um, doing some uh, storytelling to, to Benji, right? Thank you for watching my IG oh, stories. that was I a sweet moment. moment. It, it was. was. Oh, my God, you guys. I was like, oh, my God, I was so verklempt. I couldn't yeah. even, I, I was crying. Okay, so here's what happened. My, I was in Brooklyn at my parents' house, and we, I was, like, packing up all my stuff, getting ready to go back to Manhattan, and I hear Donovan saying something. So I go out, and I see he's, like, right, he's, right next to the playpen where Benjamin was and he's telling him a story and I tell him stories every night and it's like usually my version of the stories because I don't really get things like right. Like a remix? Yeah, I mean, it's a story, right? Yeah. Um, and I try to, you know, weave in a good message The Rachel remix. Do you do it like Spanglish so you learn Spanish and English or it's just... Sometimes, sometimes I'll throw in a you do the, like the coño three, or something. No, I'm pig. just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not teaching him curse words. You do the three pigs, but what's your slant? Um, okay, like my thing is, okay, three pigs, let's talk about this for a second. It's really not the best message the way it like is in its modern, you know, its regular form. Right. So I kind of modernize it and I say like the big bad wolf felt bad about blowing down the house made of wood and oh, wow, straw. Wow, so you're making him sensitive. And he rebuilt it. Oh. And then he knocked on the door and said, hey, all I wanted to do was play. And the pigs were like, well, why didn't you say so? Wow. Isn't that a better message, right? Yeah, than the big five. bad wolf coming to kill the pigs? But then if he ever meets a pig and he's going to be like, <laughs> I bring it to the wolf now. 
I just, I thought it was really harsh, like him coming to, you know, let me in to kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling that to a three-year-old. It's pretty morbid. Yeah. It is, yeah. Anyway, so I tell him the story of the three little pigs. There's a version. market out there for that, though. You could remix. Should I it. remix like Aesop's Fables and like Mother yeah. Goose? Yeah. Rachel La Loca Goose. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll workshop the name. Mm. Uh, so he was telling his version of the story. Oh, so wow. his was the remix to the remix. Uh-oh. And it was pretty damn funny. And I caught it all in video. He was like, and there was a house made of french fries. And the big bad wolf <laughs> said, I'm going to come down and blow your house made of wax down. Like, he threw in the houses were made of everything. Wax, french fries, Play-Doh. So stuff that he eats and he plays with. He really made that the material. He was just looking. He was just saying things that he was looking at in the kitchen. It was so cute. <laughs> and then the fridge like opened. Like usual suspects in the end. Yeah, right. He's just listing things he sees. Well, it was a moment. It's not to be not funny right now, but, like, I looked at my mom and I was just like, these are the moments that you just have to look up to God and say thank you. Yeah. And then oh. post on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and post duh. <laughs> That's what God wants and me to do. And it's cute too because your son sounds like Elmo. So it's like that high pitch. Elmo. Elmo. It's like, are you talking about like a khaki right now? That's not my story. He has a high pitched voice. But you know what? I can't wait for you two to have kids. I really can't mm-hmm. wait. It's going to be great. Oh, please. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother show. Speaking of kids, like that segue, Jamie, you went, to the, medieval, you went to the medieval festival. Yeah, no. Did that make sense? I think that's a very adult event, um, <laughs> a very mature medieval. Well, you, you dressed up, didn't you? Did you dress up Last this year? Last year, I dressed up a little bit. But it was, it was like from sketch. Like, we had a costume from a sketch, so I didn't have my, my own medieval clothes. Yeah, but you uh, wrote that sketch, didn't you? Yeah. On maybe, purpose. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> No comment. Um, but yeah, it's like in, in Uptown. They have the medieval festival in uh, Fort Tryon Park. Yeah. Cloisters around there. And I know that you're very serious about it because like I was saying before, is you never post on social media. It's very rare. I mean, I, and your I Instagram had my moment story was lit. Like you had a lot of videos and pictures. Because it was funny because there's a lot of like people that think they're really from the medieval times when you go to these places they're like and the gauntlet is started <laughs> and I'm like dude I know you work at Key Food I've seen you <laughs> you asked ain't no wrong with yeah, that you asked paper or plastic I come week. in the name of King Arthur yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know actually more like Burger King because that's where you work oh uh, Wow. No, but it was, you know, it's fun. Like, everybody's walking around with turkey legs and shit. That's, like, the only place where, like, eating a turkey leg in public is, like, cool, you know? Delicious. It's like, I got to get my turkey leg. What? <laughs> um, Did you spend the whole day there? I, well, no, because I was with my parents. So, first of all, I had to stop every, like, five minutes because my mother had to go to a porta potty every... porta potty breaks. She was like, I don't want to see jousting right now, all right? I got to go. Aww. And, um... <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's cool. Like uh, this year, they didn't have horses. Last year, because last year, the horse fights, people kept like the the knights, and I'm doing quotations, air quotations. The knights they hired like kept falling off the horses last year. So, what? so there was like ambulances. <laughs> the ambulances came like three times last year, which kind of takes like takes you out of the medieval kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. When you see like an EMT coming by with a scrub, just like, all right, where's the knight? Yeah. Where's the injured knight? <laughs> Uh, but uh, so yeah no horses just a bunch of guys kind of like pretending to like sword fight that sounds dirty but it wasn't Um, yeah I was gonna say how come I wasn't invited to this (laughs) but uh, yeah I do it every year you know it's (laughs) wow like really Rachel this is a future story it's a future story you can tell the DJ nasty Uh, what 
but this is uh yeah this is a a, a yearly thing a tradition so i actually i've actually taken pictures of me and my father fake uh like sword fighting again that's gross Wait, what? <laughs> a, it sounds gross, but it's good. It's no, a bonding moment. Is that a Fernandez tradition? No, we'll take, we'll have like a fake kind of like sword fight, and then I'll post, <laughs> I'll post that picture uh, like on Instagram. So literally, like the last five years, we've had pictures like that. So you've seen me and my father age, evolved, yeah, evolve. That is so sweet. That's awesome. Our fighting styles don't evolve, but like we, look <laughs> we still kind of have a really kind of shitty way of. This um, podcast sword is fight. already like getting sappy. I it like is. it. I know. So my turn then. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. So, um, I had the opportunity of representing Latinos Out Loud this weekend at Austin, Texas for the Voto Latino Power Summit. Uh Power Summit. Power Summit. Shout outs to Steve from uh, Voto Latino. Um, I had an amazing time. Uh, The panel was amazing. I shared a lot of wisdom. Um, I repped us. Okay. Yeah, I was like, where'd you get it from? (laughs) I didn't know you had it. Okay. To share. Okay. Emphasis on dumb. <laughs> got <Sorry>. it. <laughs> okay. So you, all right. So what, sorry, I got thrown off. Wait, what? what is the? Um, okay, so what do they talk about? Pretty much in there. No, we were just talking about how important podcasts are. Oh. Um, mm. Some, some, you know, some of the advice, sort of what I did at Latino Film Festival, giving an advice and, you know, just making sure that you have a, a good voice as far as being who you are as a brand. So it was cool. Now. Shout outs to uh, Melina from Tamarina Podcast. She says something really deep, and instead of the audience clapping, they were snapping their fingers. Wow. This is the new thing now. People are not clapping. They're snapping their fingers like they're watching poetry. Explain. I don't know. They would just, so it would be like, so you know, because Afro-Latinas, we need to have podcasts, we have a voice, and then just, all you hear is. Can the people that are here right now in the audience, can we just like recreate that? Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing that. I actually like that. That's very, very relaxing. It's yeah. it's apparently a new thing. And today, um, on Twitter, I was reading an article that they're trying to. They actually banned it in some school in England. That they're saying that clapping causes anxiety, so they want to snap fingers. So this is a new wave now. The Generation Z is being sensitive to that, and they did it because the what whole ab- time they were doing it. What about thunder clapping? Because if I'm in the club. <laughs> That shit cannot be stopped. <laughs> we don't have to do it anymore. Thank you so much, because that really saves my throat yeah, a lot. Gang. After doing uh, too many, I lose my voice. Uh, so, yeah. So, Rachel, I think you sort of jinxed me by calling me Huang Ego. Because oh, my ego I got bruised this weekend um, oh. on the last day. And it's not just karma. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. 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 Yeah. Karma, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, humble guy. So anyway, so the last day, uh, apparently they have a new app that's called Voter Pal, and it pretty much you can register to vote using the, an ID. You scan it on your phone. Great. And a couple of girls, I didn't know there was a contest, so a couple of girls came up to me and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do a video for this. You know, we're trying to win a contest and everything." And they were like, "Yo, can you pretend to be a celebrity?" <laughs> like, and I'm like, "What do you wait? What do you like?" And I went on my phone. I was actually showing, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know who you are." So, can you got role aye, play aye, and aye, do aye, that? Aye, aye. And I I did it, but it kind of kind of stung a little there, you know. So. Yeah, I know. Whatever, Juan Bozo. Let's just do this video. Yeah, Can you pretend much. that you're somebody important and that we care about? <laughs> yeah. That's so. kind of what it sounds like to you when they right, say Right, that. right, What's right. What's your name, Juan Nago? I don't even know what this yeah, is. Come on, so. let's get this on but, but shout Hey, old timer, do you mind if we do a video of you? Um, <laughs> I was, can you hear me right now? Are you, like, <laughs> deaf? 
Most of the attendees were like 21, 22, so I was definitely the old timer uh, there because, you know, I'm 29. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so shout outs to Sonia Ramirez from uh, <laughs> o- University of Oklahoma. A lot of great energy. These kids are amazing. They're very smart. They're, act- they're activists. They're helping a lot in the, in the community all across the country, and uh, it's going to be dope. So it's going to be awesome. So shout out to Voto Latino. Great. Well, welcome back from Texas. Glad yeah. you had a good time with my exes in Texas. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Stephanie for Puro Pinche. She was there with her son. All right, Stephanie. She from thought San that Antonio. we dropped. She thought that we dropped her. What? Like when we when we joined Revolver, we were here. She's like, "Oh, you guys don't need me anymore for interviews in San Antonio." Stephanie. I was like, "Yo, that wasn't me. I was trying to get you to do more interviews, but Rachel was like, nah, Excuse no.' Excuse me, I I She's brought like, nah, her into she don't the mix. Work with you. That is my fucking homegirl right there. First of all, watch your mouth. Shout out to San Antonio and Stephanie Guerra of Puro Pinche. Check out her blog. She's amazing. She is like the it girl of San Antonio. Just in case. And yeah, she's it. like more important than like Tim Duncan, right? Yeah. Yeah, like she knows Tim Duncan. Oh, what? Yeah. She goes to her house. Like, his house yeah. She knows Julian Castro. Like she knows everybody. All the San Antonio heavy yeah. hitters. So I just want to um, take a moment. We don't speak about sports, we don't talk about it. Um, but I just want to. I just tuned out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a quick nap. But, but this is, <laughs> but this is a, a very uh, important moment. So David Wright retired on Saturday. Oh, no. And I just have to say that. Uh, Let it out, ma'am. A world. Okay. Are I'll you hold guys your holding hand. hands? <laughs> David, thank you so much for everything you've done. Um, I got. I got to tell you, Saturday, uh, I was in the hotel room. I was watching it, and I didn't even cry when my girl dumped me, but I, I, I cried, and I cried a lot. So thank then, you so much, Captain. And then I called you, and we cried together on the we phone. Cried so together. yeah, that was a. It was a big. It was a very emotional night. <laughs> So, what are the Giants gonna do without him? It's the Mets. Rachel! You <laughs> had him in the moment. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. You just messed up a very tender moment between us. All I right, love. I gotta say, my father was crying on Saturday. Wow. I was in Brooklyn. I was like, are you, are you okay? What's what's wrong? He goes, it's David Wright. It's David Wright. He just... I'm like, well, you didn't cry when your grandchildren were born, <laughs> but you're crying because David Wright is retiring? He's got millions of dollars. Like, I don't understand. Why are you so sad? But it's apparently- just, It was because the first pitch was thrown by his daughter. And it was just everything the whole night. It was just... And He's then emotional. Jose Reyes is hugging him. And then they put him on the kiss cam with Jose Reyes. But the, yeah, just, but then they got the re- the, the actual Mets team. And they kiss, but they like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The actual about. Mets team ruined the, the, mo- ruined yeah. the night. Because it, it was like the, a 0-0 game to like the 13th inning. Oh, no, God. Nobody wants to see that, all right? <laughs> So thank you, Mets, for ruining thank you, the, the yeah. moment. Thank you, David Reyes. Um, and um, all right, I combined um, the t- two names together because David uh, Jose Reyes is retiring too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So You're I, emotional, I, right? I, You're I, emotional I, right now. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I think it's time for Pochinchi Bites. Before that, I think we got to shout out our live studio Hello! audience. I gotta say one thing: this live studio audience is so beautiful. There are so uh, many beautiful Afro-Latinas that I'm looking at that I'm just like flabbergasted. Is that a good word to you? Flabbergasted. Use? Another word. Yeah. I, I, it's I'm, a good... Uh, in awe of all this beauty and curls, I mean... So now the time Now for, I think it's time. All right. Now it's time for the Pachita Bites. 
I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Aye. Bunchy. Aye. Bites. Aye. Bunchy. Waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. Bunchy. Waiting all day. Aye. Bunchy. Aye. Bites. Aye. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, you excited? Yeah. So you were telling me to have more energy. Yeah, you like seem like you don't want to tell the pachincha. No, because in the meeting, in the pre-meeting beforehand, yeah, I have low energy. But once I get here, you know, I got my I got my Coke in me and okay, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. By the way, Jimmy, that was like a comment from Bago. I never said that. Yeah, I'm just being a friend. I'm just telling you. People say it. Thank you for being. People commented on Instagram. All right. Anyway, Bye. so hey, let's bring Cyanogy up. Yeah. Hey, the crowd, <laughs> yeah. the crowd snapping over here. It's crazy. Yeah, See, I can feel. I can feel the energy. I can feel the energy. Wow, it's 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 like a unison. Call me old fashioned. I like to clap. Um, Kanye West back in the news. Oh, uh, he was the musical guest on SNL this weekend. Season premiere. Season premiere, and he performed his new song dress, dressed as a giant bottle of Perrier. I don't get it. Why? Which was surprising because, you know, all this time we thought he was full of shit, and he's actually full of sparkling water. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, okay, guys. Wow. He was joined in the performance by. That was by, a seven. <laughs> that was a he was seven. He joined in, in his performance by his H2 bro, Little Pump. Uh, which is like one of the 20 Lil's, Lil's rappers that were little. Why isn't there any giant rappers? They all just want to be little and shit? Okay. Can I be Lil um, Loca? I kind of like the way Lil that Loka. sounds. Lil Loca? Lil Loca? Lil Bago? But you're going to have to get the rainbow, the rainbow hair and, and, uh, and all those I'm fine with that. tattoos fine. on the face. Lil Boca, Lil Bago. You yes. know? But that sounds like, like, like a Muppet Babies version of this show. <laughs> like, uh, Bachinche by Babies. <laughs> Like, uh, I love that show. It's so good. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I love it. Bra, bra. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, Kanye. Uh, they, he performed, and the Little Pump was dressed as a bottle of Fiji spring water. Oh. So, they were, you know, they were mixing it up. R. Kelly offered to perform with them as a bag of piss, but they turned him down. Oh. No? Wow. Wow, okay. Jamie. Wow. A lot of, I think we're going to hit that. Real also, look at the end of SNL. Kanye went on it, one of his long-winded monologues about Trump and mag- MAGA hats and a bunch of other poopity scoop nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> now, look, I you know I know Kanye has he said he suffers from mental health problems, right? But I mean, what about us? Like listening to him is not good for our mental health at this point. I, I think that. I think he needs to you know he needs to realize. I think what he really suffers from is a lack. Uh, he wants a lot of attention, mm. and I think he gets that from you know, the the family he married into. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kim has been complaining on the low about him. I think uh, our intern Chastity uh, Chastity has more Kanye you info. Have more. What, what, what's going on? What's going on? Yes, I do. So on the Shade Room and uh, Power 105.1 and Hot 97, they just posted good sources, a, by the way. Recent, I don't listen to radio. Uh, sorry. <laughs> recent like a uh, little preview of an episode of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, where uh, Kanye had an argument with Kim over a, a color of a Band-Aid. Wow. So um, she put a, a Band-Aid on him. He said he didn't like the color. And then she went to go and give him one of uh, her, her daughter's Band-Aids. And it was a Jesus Band-Aid. And he threw a fit and mentioned how he styles her and went all over the world to get her dressed and this and that. And she gives him a Jesus Band-Aid. Yo, where you get Jesus Band-Aids from? I kind of want one. You want one? They're, that's curing to a whole new <laughs> level. 
um, what I got, holy water, like on a little gauze strip or something. But anyway, that's very high maintenance though to be pissed yeah. off about a band aid. Come on. I don't. I bet Chris Humphreys wasn't that high maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> was he, Chris Humphrey? She was. I don't think that. <laughs> oh, no one's a car. Uh, Throw another athlete. Keeping her Kardashians. Yeah. What? One of the guys she ma- married, right? Or it was like the first guy she married. Yeah. I don't know. They I got divorced like, like seven weeks afterwards. Well, whatever. I could have put in Reggie Bush there, but but listen, as a fellow Gemini, do you relate to him? Because I feel like you know it's it, that's a Gemini thing. I mean, I have my band-aid moments, yeah, you sure, <laughs> like everyone does. But I think you gotta like bring it down a notch, Kanye. He was actually on Family Feud uh, the other day, Celebrity Family Feud, and he was nor- he was like the Kanye of old. I was like, oh, this is actually this is the Kanye I like. So I think uh, hopefully you know he gets through whatever he's going through now and and uh, goes back to that. Okay. What was the Perrier bottle's significance? I just don't understand that. It's a it's a luxury drink. Yeah. A luxury water. And the other water, guy in know. the Fiji water. Yeah. Which Fiji they water tastes it. like shit, by the way. I would have come out. Unless I, they want to sponsor our show, yeah. then they are delicious. <laughs> They're that yeah, chill. I would have come out like in a I don't know like an Aquafina bottle or something like that. <laughs> I would have been in a Malta thing. Malta Goya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Dasani girl. I don't know about y'all. I wanted to name if I had a girl Dasani. Dasani! Mm. It just sounds like such a good would've name. Been like fine, fine, fair bottled water. <laughs> it would have been like some ghetto. Um, all right. Other news. Facebook got hacked, everybody. Mm. Oh. There was an attack last week on about 50 million user accounts that gave hackers full access, potentially allowing them to read private messages and make what? posts. So that probably explains why I got 50 million invites to play Candy Crush this weekend. <laughs> um, I actually haven't been on Facebook lately, so I don't, I don't even know if I got hacked. That's how bad. It's like, you know, I'm more worried about, like, my mother's page, you know. Like, cause she yeah, your to... mother posts a lot. Yeah. Like, like I can see her, like, calling me. I can see her calling me, Mira, someone poked me! <laughs> Five million people poked me! <laughs> Does anybody poke anymore? I don't know. That's like <laughs> such an old school Facebook. I do get poked like once every six months by a random person. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I get poked by like Russian bots. Like, you know those fake pages? Are, do you ever get like, I some want fake... to poke you, please, to poke back. Wait, so, is that something? Is that Dracula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want to Dracula. poke your blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Russian bot. The hack was so bad that even Mark Zuckerberg got hacked. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's like, damn. I mean, I seen the movie Social Network, so I'm thinking like the Winkle Voss twins. The who? Maybe as a Oh my god, the <laughs> The Army Hammers, the yep. two Army Hammers. Yeah, I think they had something to do with it. I don't know. I think you want to investigate that. Um But look, no, but when I heard I actually heard this, whoever hacked also could have infiltrated like Spotify as well. So that meant that because I'm like, if you fuck with my playlist, that's then I'm gonna be. If you erase all the music that I've compiled, and you have a list, I have a list of like. You transferred it from Napster, did you? Like the the whole list. Damn, Napster, I'm not that old, bro. (laughs) Oh my God, Napster. I mean, maybe Pandora. Come on, don't it. You're 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 aging yourself right now. You know, like Virgin Megastore DVD, uh, D- CDs. You ever listen to uh, music on the uh, like HMV? HMV, no? Yeah, maybe a Sam Goody. Goody got it. You know what I'm saying? The kids in the audience Oops. are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> Goody got it. Nobody beats the Wiz. No, oh, okay. We're losing them, Jamie. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, I'm gonna get them back. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the young people back. Uh, Here we go. Last story, Cardi B. Oh, she's old. You know, it seems like she's always yeah. in the news for something. Ow. Um. So she was arrested and charged in connection with a strip club dispute, Ooh. or you know, as she calls it, Sunday a Sunday night. 
Uh, wow. Jeez. But uh, she faces she faces charges, two counts of second degree reckless endangerment, two counts of third degree assault, and one count of oh with a deadly weapon. Oh um, my. No, anyway. Amen. Okay. Um, you sure about but that? she there's nothing. She can't do anything wrong. Like basically, because people even now they see her coming out. They're like, oh my god, she looks so good coming out of that precinct. Oh girl, <laughs> beat those charges, girl. She wasn't even in jail for more than 24 hours, and everybody already got a shirt says free Cardi B. I know. What? It, was, it was crazy. Um, I made she's that bulletproof. Up. She's bulletproof. <laughs> she's bulletproof. <laughs> Literally, yeah. She rides a bulletproof car. Um, but uh, this all started because she allegedly she ordered an attack on two bartenders in the stripper jo- joint because her husband Offset had an affair with them. Wow. Allegedly. Uh, Rachel, um, have yes, you ever Michael. done that before? Have you ever had like somebody? I know that you worked at a bar and you were a bartender. Have you ever done that before? Like send some uh, some bouncers that beat up some girls? I have two comments on that. Um, my first comment is in high school, someone sent something to get me, actually. What? <laughs> yes. I saw this girl. I'm not going to say her name because I'm still kind of cool with her. She listens to the podcast? Probably not. Um, but, you know, got to play it safe. She's in protective she, custody right now. She, <laughs> I was talking shit about her, I guess, and she sent her really, really big sister, mm. who was like five years older, to my high school. And she was right there on some 80s shit, like... <laughs> Like, she like she had her like she did the fist thing like that. As I was coming down the steps. I'm like, oh shit, it's over. Damn. Like, but you know, I got the gift of the gab, and I was like, Linda, 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 listen, Linda, Linda. You know, her name wasn't Linda. Right, but, but there's a video that came out that said, "Thank yeah. you, Mike. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thanks for explaining." And then obviously we left BFF. I'm like, see, I told you, like we could work this out. But to answer your question about the bar, which leads me to my second comment, is yes, I bartended for a very long time, like four years. Um, this is like 45 pounds ago, and I'll tell you, behind the bar is the safest place to be. Because uh, it's so safe. Like, you know, it's not like uh, old school, like, cowboy fight. They don't flip people over the bar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they don't drag them down the bar by the shirt. Like, you could just sit there and sip your club soda while they're fighting and be like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. So it's actually quite enjoyable. Not that I like to see people getting reckless, but I witnessed many a fight and felt very safe and, you know. Uh, I, so in conclusion, you... In conclusion, you, you, I never sent anyone to fight someone else because that's wrong. Okay. Um, and I've witnessed many bar fights and enjoyed them. Oh, okay. right. well, that's the a sweet story. Yeah. Uh, just to end off the story, the next day, <laughs> Cardi B was seen shopping at Barney's uh, wearing a, va- a bata. Oh, she's really? Dominican. She's, she had the bathrobe on. She had the slippers. So evidently, she's not worried about any having any prison time. But I have a question. Was it a bata from Conway or was it like a fucking Gucci Versace. bata? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, it was probably like... You know... It was, was probably it something rainbow? she got from like Fashion Week or some shit, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5,000. Yeah, some. Mm. I'm trying to think of a designer. I was gonna. Tommy Hilfiger is he still popular? Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Is Pele Pele still popular? <laughs> she probably Karkanai. got a Karkanai. A Karkanai. Uh, you guys want to lose our colors. audience? Like, is that what you want to do? No. You keep bringing shit from like 1985. <laughs> All right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Buster Brown was she wearing Buster Brown Jamie, slippers? Honestly, we okay. Just All right, I'm podcast. done. That's the end of the bites for this week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. All right.
you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing, not amazing, amazing, and she is nothing short of that. We met her, we're going to talk about where and how and yes. when, but ladies and gentlemen, professional wrestler, Dominican, beautiful Afro-Latina, Marty Bell! Oh, yes, yes, fast. Oh, we're snapping. We're snapping. We're snapping. Thank you. Really? It's, a new, it's our thing now. It was deep. It was deep. I'm I felt not, We're going to be it. the first podcast to do snaps. I'm not a good snapper. I don't That's snap. why you don't yeah, like to snap. Yeah, that's why, God Not because you don't I'm, like it, because you don't know how to snap. I know how to snap, Mike. Anyway, I'm going to snap back at you later, but this is not the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Marty Bell. Hi. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here. Finally. 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 It's taken yeah, us like since April. Because yeah. you don't live in New York. I don't anymore. Where do you live? Um, right now, I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, what? Do we have Kansas City audience? Yes, uh, we do. You do now. Hey! Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've kind of been hopping around for the last few years. I lived in New York most of my life, and then I lived in Cleveland for about five years. Wow. And now I've been in Kansas City for close to two. So how is the Latino population in Kansas City? Um, there's a lot of Mexicans in Kansas City. There's actually, um, it's called Southwest Boulevard, and if you want, like, authentic tacos or authentic horchata, authentic anything, Mm. that's where you go. And there's, like, a little, um, Venezuelan restaurant there, too, but that's it. But there's mm. no authentic mango. No, no. Okay. Mm. Literally, one of the first things I do whenever I come to New York is um, my best friend lives on um, in the Bronx, like near For- uh, on Fordham. Mm-hmm. There's a little place right uh, off the four train. We have to walk there to get a mango y un conticlu. Nice. Like obligado. Which must. one? The red one? We sometimes we'll get a red and a merengue, so we can switch. Ooh. Ah. So you get so you together know, or no? That's we don't mix them together. That's try weird. It. But she wouldn't do that, but right. I would. Okay. So maybe we'll try that. I think there's like a you can open a mango food truck in Kansas City and make yes. bank. Yo, what? Yes. yes. You know, yes. and the Me- the Mexicans probably be like, "Yo, what's up? What, what you doing? We got the we got this unlocked. We got Kansas City unlocked, bro." You can bring the truck the, the like Mexicans right outside Kansas your Mexicans in Kansas City don't talk like oh that. Oh my god, that'd <laughs> be amazing. You can wrestle and then go and, and cook go and and, and, and have the queso. truck right outside as people leave <laughs> the stadium. <laughs> Like, wait, weren't you just back there kicking some ass? Yes. Like, now I'm here, and if you don't buy a mango, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. yeah I like right. it. That's your tagline. Yeah. I like it. I like yes. it. I think I'm that's the tagline. I'll kick your ass. I'm going to write this down. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna table that, but I like it. I like mm. it. Okay. Workshop it. Speaking about kicking ass, so that's what you do for a living. Yes. Can you just let everybody know, like, how that works? Um, so it's pretty crazy. I started wrestling. Um, I got involved in wrestling about 10 years ago here, uh, actually, in Brooklyn. Um, I started off as a manager, uh, as a valet, just basically a girl who came down to the ring with the guys. I was just eye candy. But I grew up watching wrestling. I loved wrestling as a kid. And so I was like, I couldn't just stand. Like, literally, I was just on the sidelines. I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, I want to train. I want to train. I want to train. So eventually, in 2009, I started training and I had my first match. And it was like, it's crazy. It was just, it's taken me to so many amazing places and it's it's opened so many doors for me just because it's it's something that's unusual. You don't hear about, especially Dominican women. Like, I can tell you how many Dominican women are wrestlers. Me. One. You're like, the first. Um, I'm not, I would say I'm the first Domin- like full Dominican wrestler. There's there there are some guys, and I think that there's a couple girls that have come up after me that are half Dominican or like are are Latinas but are not like 
that's not common in our culture at all. And like, yeah, we have Jack Benano, but the fact that Jack Benano was like our last real famous wrestler, which is in the 60s, it's mm. insane. That's like, crazy. it's crazy. And so we have No Way Jose right now, who's, I think he's on, he works for WWE. Um, and so he's Dominican too, so that's pretty cool. But... It's a great name. No way, Jose. And even back in the day, they had like when they had even like like a Latino, some Latino wrestlers were just like white guys pretending like Razor Ramon oh, wasn't yeah. really Cuban. They just pretended to be Wait, Cuban. But, hey yo, what about Tito Santana? Tito, Tito, I actually always get confused. Tito Santana, I think, played a Mexican, like he was like a matador kind of thing. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Puerto Rican. Mm, yeah. Wow. Saying, yeah. Like you have the Colons. The Colons are actually legit Puerto Ricans. And they're like a whole family, but some of um, their kids that have been on WWE have also played like a Mexican. Because when 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 you when you tell people like, oh, I'm Hispanic, I'm Latino, oh, what part of Mexico are you from? And like, there's so much more. And so that's usually what gets brought onto television is, and that's another thing that I've kind of I'm really proud of is that I'm not. A lot of people tell me like, oh, you're Dominican? I can't believe that. I thought you were black. And I'm like, well, yes, but. I'm Dominican because people are so used to seeing, oh, tú eres Latina, oh, you have to be white. Like, oh, tú eres, tú eres morenita, that's weird. Like, I couldn't, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really, like, proud of that, too, like, kind of starting to break through and, and having some brown people, brown women on television being like, oh, look, that's me. Hell yeah, girl. Yeah, so. And when you right. first started out, was it, like, were you kind of getting bruises? Like, you know, starting wanting to wrestle, is it, it's like oh my God. you have to, you're learning all that stuff from the, uh, did you have an experience body slamming people, basically? No. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I will tell you guys, like, my family knows me for being La Llorona. You can ask, like, two of my best friends are here right now. I cry all the time. So I'm very sensitive. We have that in common. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm very sensitive. I mean, I've played sports my entire life. I've been playing sports um, since I was in fifth grade. I started playing softball, and I played softball all through high school. I played volleyball all through high school. So I grew up playing sports, and but I would never say I'm, like, I don't think I'm tough. I hate confrontation. Like, don't yell at me, or I'll cry. Like, that's... Wow. And so, it, but it was something I loved. And so maybe it's a part of, like, I grew up watching novelas with my grandmother. Like, that was our mm. thing. And then I played sports. And so it was, like, a nice mix. Like, maybe that's where it, like, comes from. Yeah, Interesting. So yeah, yeah, like... Wrestling could be it is. It's people say, like, yeah, it's, like... novelas and, and, and sports. <laughs> it's literally... That's what it is. Like, they're, they're like, oh, it's a novela for men. That's basically what wrestling is. Ah. And so... It's true. It, it is. is. A hundred, it is. Like, you have love triangles. You have, you stole my boyfriend. Or we were best friends and now we're not. Like... It's literally all like a freaking novella being written. Rachel, it's not too late. You could you know? be a wrestler. You'd be really. We could, we could train. We I could, could teach you something. I'm wow. sure. Like from what I've noticed, that you probably need a little bit of training to to reel these guys in. The closest so. experience <laughs> I have to it is like mud wrestling. I don't know if that. Oh, is. hello. Um, what was this? Rachel, the college years. Come on. <laughs> Not this podcast, people. Not this podcast. You know, Edgar, my husband, is so into wrestling. Really? Oh, my God. Monday night, Raw. Tuesday night, Saw. Wednesday night, Ball. What? No, no. Every stop, night. stop, stop, stop. Every night. Stop. That's I, not what it is, I feel Rachel. Like it's on every night. Every time it is. I It doesn't rhyme. A lot of wrestling. But the title of the show don't rhyme. Okay, in my week. head they do. Okay, so live with my world for one moment. Thursday night, is claw. all I'm asking. <laughs> Mall. Yeah. Well, 
he just is so into it. I hear him like from upstairs. He's like, oh, oh. I, I, oh, are you okay? And it's like, yeah. I go downstairs, I, I do laundry, and I'm just like, it's fake. You know that, right? Like, I'm just reminding. Um, It's not fake. It's, um, you know, we just know what's going to happen at the end, but it's not fake. And that's that's usually, that's Ooh, like I like the, this clarity. When I people, like this. That's, to me, that's always, people always ask like, oh, you do that fake shit. Uh, damn, that's pretty bullshit. Oh, do you DDT them? Oh, yeah, them? you do that fake shit. Do you DDT wow. them right it after? Makes, you, right like, after that, you just were like, that you was know how fake? I said I wasn't confrontational. That will make me be like that triggers you. Okay, I don't want to get on your bad side, Marty Bell. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna rephrase. Uh, yeah, oh my sorry, God, Marty Bell just pile drive Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> we'll be hey, right back. Well, what do you? Yeah, so what do you say when people say that? To it's you? interesting because sometimes we want to protect. We want to protect what we do, and so sometimes it depends who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to somebody like you guys that I know will be open to actually hearing about it, and aren't just oh that's fake. I don't care. Oh, do a MMA. That's real. I don't like. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ooh, you I don't like go that far? Yeah. But. Oh gosh, yeah. And so when that stuff like that happens, I'm like, look. Let me put it to you this way. Like, yes, we know it's a story. Do you go and watch a movie and you're like, Psh, Thor, he he can't. Does Thor fly? Is that a thing, Thor does? Does Thor fly? Yeah, he flies. Okay. Yeah, he flies. Wait, 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 wait. Well, because like, he's the a interns. Norse god, so like the, the mythology of But you know what I mean? I it, like, you don't go flies, and watch yeah. a movie okay. and go, Psh, Thor can't fly. Like, that's stupid. People can't, like, you don't do you're that. Right. So why are you doing that watching a TV show? You're right. We're not sitting there going, Oh, I'm gonna punch this guy in the face for real and make it like it's a show. You know you're watching a show. And that's what I, I try to tell people like I've been put through tables, I've put people through tables, I've been hit with chairs. It's all real. There's no fake chairs, there's no plastic chairs, like the, it's it's literally everyday objects. Our bodies just learn how to take it. And it goes back to what you were asking me. It sucked. Like <laughs> just 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 getting just everything, learning how to hit the ropes, learning how to how to fall properly. We're falling on wood. There's no trampolines. There's no. Sometimes they don't even have any padding. Like sometimes the padding is literally like five inches thick. Your body just gets real accustomed to it. That that's what it comes oh down God. to. Yeah, Oof. like you're. I mean. It's helped me with so many other things. I just came off of doing like one of the coolest experiences of my life, um, doing Exatron. And I wasn't sore doing any of the stuff. We were, we were literally participating six days a week, and I wasn't sore You're because like, my body, yeah. Like there, were, there was literally one time where I think I went like eight or nine times doing a circuit, and the next day I was good because my body is so conditioned to it. Wow. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah, wrestling's pretty crazy. I had a new respect for wrestling when I saw that movie with Mickey Rourke, the, the wrestler. Because wrestler. yeah, yo, movie. he gets you see you see him kind of just his body's all sore and you know they do the whole like all right this move I'm gonna do this move on you you're gonna do this move on me but then you cut to the actual match and it's like blood and real blood and, and sometimes real. accidents happen. Yeah. Um, got like my ex um tore his knee. He he was having a ladder match and it was just bad timing. Was it against you? No. Okay. No, God no. I Damn. never wrestled him. We, we that was like something very specific. Yeah. We said we would never wrestle each other. Cause that was weird to me. That's too real. That that gets that like blurs a weird line of being like, oh you're my spouse and so now you're gonna hit me. Mm, to me yes. that was always like a really weird, weird mm. line that I never wanted to cross and he was the same way so it worked out well for us. But he tore his knee, he like completely ripped it apart. He had a baseball career, ended his baseball career. Damn. I have seen people, like, I know people that are in their 50s that are still, like, trying to make it, that are still out there busting their ass. And I feel like I'm young. Like, I've only been in 10 years. And I know people that have been in 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And, yeah, your body gets, like, 
But it's what keeps bad. you what keeps you going there? Because that's a lot of pain. It like, is. Like, how do you adjust to that? You have to love it. Honestly, that's all it comes down to. And I feel like I've tried walking away from wrestling before, and I've done things. I've left the ring. Um, I left the ring for about a year and just did backstage work. I did TV hosting, but still involved in wrestling. And even then, I was like, man, I kind of want to get in the ring. And the entire time I was gone for the show, I just kept thinking how in almost 10 years, this was the, it was two months, that was the longest I had ever been away from wrestling. Because even when I wasn't wrestling, I was still involved in it somehow. And like, it messed with your, it messed with me a lot because it was just, it's what I dedicated, I've dedicated most of my adult life to. Like since I was 20 years old, when most people are like figuring out like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to go, you know, this is my career that I'm going to be doing. That was the career that I forged for myself. And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm so deep. I can't, I can't leave. So when you were hosting, were you like, damn, I want to hit this person with the microphone so bad. Oh, I got real sassy. And, and they knew that. And they knew that. That was kind of like a part of, of what I did was I, I was like, I, it showed my personality. I never, I never hid my personality. I wasn't just like, oh, okay, guys, I'm gonna be nice and sweet. Like, no, I'm gonna be the same exact person I was when I was in the ring, and then it just kind of translates. I have a, a a quick question. Throughout this whole journey, what, how has your family? What's their reaction? Because the, like, yeah. you know, Dominique is being old fashioned, and you know, with you know, being an athlete. But what is their reaction to all of this? My family, I've been very, very lucky with my family and my close friends always being very supportive of anything I do, even when they don't like it um, or they don't feel comfortable with it. My parents worry about me, obviously. Like that's that's always been like their main thing is. Are you gonna get hurt? Are you gonna and God and you know, gracias a Dios. There's no wood. I think we talked about this before. There's no wood, but I'll uh, knock on my head. Yeah, That's close. So yeah. yeah, afterwards, one of our nails and, on it, though. And, and, it's like old wood. And knock for it, but um, I've been pretty. I've been pretty healthy my entire career. But um, last year was the May Young Classic, which they picked 32 women from all over the world uh, to represent uh, their countries. A lot of them. There were a few Latinas, but they were American, so they weren't representing their countries. But then we had Mexico, Brazil and the Dominican Republic were represented um, because, you know, they picked three women from from those countries. Mm -hmm. And because I am a Dominican citizen, my parents are still living there, I got to represent the Dominican Republic. And that was, like, the peak of my career at that point. And my parents got to see that, and they got to watch it on Facebook Live. And it was extremely emotional, and it was was amazing. But it was like... There was a lot of coños. Yeah, I threw all the coños. (laughs) I was walking out. No, dude, I started bawling. I was. I went out there. I was like supposed to be this super badass. I walk out, and they're like from New York City, representing the Dominican Republic, Marty Bell. And as soon as they said that, I started bawling. Aww. And so all of my pictures that they've used for pre- for like presentations after are me trying not to cry. <laughs> so flattering. So flattering. Well, speaking of you representing and being Dominican from New York. You inspire a lot of women and men Uh out there. And it's evident because when we put the call to action to our followers to submit questions, we were inundated with questions. Uh So thank you for making us hot. All right? (laughs) Yes. Thank you for getting our followers so engaged. So we thought we would do a little something different here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Normally the interview segment is just us asking the questions. But we thought we would actually give this segment or a portion of it to the fans, to the listeners, and ask you the questions that they want to know answers to. Awesome. So we'll go around the room. You want me to start? Yeah, you can start. All right, Marty Bell. So, X Action USA. Hello, X Action USA. Hello, X Action USA. I hope it's not Zaction. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, <laughs> it's like a drug. Already off to a good start. Yeah. 
So Zaction <laughs> USA wants to know who will make the finals. Oh man, who will make? I'm assuming they're talking about the the classic. Um, I think. Uh, Tony Storm will probably go very far again this year. She made it pretty far last year. She is this amazing uh, Australian girl, super young. Like, she's been wrestling since she was, like, a little kid. Um, but she's pretty awesome. Uh, my pick uh, to win was Allison Kay. Um, but she got eliminated in the first round. But she is one of my best friends, and I love her. So I picked her. Mm. Oh. Next. All right. This question is from uh, Tito Chitoso. Um if Juan Bago was a wrestler, do you think he would be very successful in no. wrestling? Oh, I'm and sorry. why? <laughs> that's Actually, from I will. Uh, I will I, say. I didn't is that, that on a real, list? That's, that's not, that's your not list? on my list. But go ahead. Yeah. It, but it was I, a late entry that I had to write down. Right oh, now. okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't, it didn't that make kinda, it. That kind of looks like your name reversed, though, is it? So I, I, we're not gonna get into the details, but. Tito Chistoso here wants to know. <laughs> I will say that I I would say actually yes, because you're good at characters, right? Yes. And you look like somebody that I would love to beat up. Oh, so. <laughs> I didn't think the answer would be that, but... Uh, I, I would say yes. I, I would say because of your personality, you probably... Thank you. And you could have her as your manager, so yes. it'd be even better. Rachel, that's yes. perfect. You and Rachel, yeah. Rachel La Loca we'll yes. to be your manager. Like, I'm into it. We'll position you as like a mini Brutus. You I know, like it. With I like the it. facial hair, he kind of looks like Brutus and Popeye, but... Obviously, the not uh, built one, not built version. Well, you know. I'm 5'11", five, I'm five 220 muscle. What are you talking about? Next you could probably question. be like an instigating instigating manager or something. Like, you want to let him do that to you? Oh, hell no. Come on. Yeah. I can see that, too. I can see that, too. Um, Next question. This question. This question's from Grandpa Caramba. <laughs> That's a real name. That's um, real. Okay. <laughs> how has pro wrestling impacted your life, and how has it changed your perspective in life? Um, so wrestling has opened a lot of doors for me. Like I said, it's 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 um it's it's taken me to places I never thought I'd be. Never. First of all, like when I, I grew up in New York City, never in my life did I ever think I was going to live in Ohio. And then never in my life did I ever think I was going to live in Kansas City, mm-hmm. like literally Cowtown. Never in my life did any of those things cross. <laughs> but wrestling offer those things to me uh wrestling has offered me so many opportunities that like as a shy little girl I never thought I'd be able to have um and it's changed just the way that I value I value moments with my family I value my friends because I'm not around them all the time this is the first time I've been back in New York since I saw you guys wow yeah this is that's since April so you know just being able to come home and stuff like that all that stuff means so much to me and wrestling's taught me that like I'm gone a lot or I'm away a lot. I'm away from my family. I live in Kansas City where I have nobody but my friends that I talk to on the phone or where I text and stuff. So it definitely makes you like love the people that, that are by your side. Okay. You said we're going to get happy today. We just got real sad. Yeah, that's what this Grandpa is. Grandpa Caramba, you know? though. I mean, I'm, 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 Grandpa that was a great Caramba. answer for that, that for Grandpa great. Caramba. Thank you, Grandpa, Grandpa Caramba. Caramba. Juan Bago, is that your uh, another screen name of yours? <laughs> no. Um, all right. <laughs> Edit that out. All right, Grandpa. Okay, this question comes from Roz B33. As a woman of color, how does it feel to be in a field that is so dominated by white men? Um, it's it doesn't intimidate me. Um, it has helped me kind of find myself too, though. Um, I told this. I, I was talking about this like recently. Like I tweeted about this one time, and it was like one of the tweets that 
in the all the years that I've had Twitter that have gotten the most reaction. Uh, when I first started wrestling, uh, one of the white men uh, that was producing a segment um, on the on this like show that I was doing told me, well, next time you come, make sure you straighten your hair because um, this doesn't look professional. Oof. And I was like, okay. I was very, very young in my career. I was literally months in. I hadn't even had a match yet. I was, I was very, very young, and if you watch, if you watch uh, any of my matches that were big for me, like the first time I was, I was having a title, a title shot, straight hair, which is stupid because the second that I sweat, my hair curls, so I it mean, was just a waste of salon. Like it was just, it was dumb. <laughs> and you know the salon, you're there all day. I got a exactly. I got a big wrestling match tomorrow, girl. I'm like, no, it's okay. Espérate, te faltan diez minutos. And I'm like, no, I'm dry. Like, no, 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 we still need more time. The promoter so, was like, uh, very professional in the first half of the match, totally unprofessional in the last half. <laughs> Basically. And so I listened to him and I listened to, I let him like dictate the way that I looked for a little bit. And then eventually I was like, well, that's just stupid. Like, why am I listening to this dude? Like, this is not what he's talking about. And so I started wearing my hair natural. I started just being myself. And that's when I started getting noticed by bigger companies. That's when I got the opportunity to go work for TNA because one of the writers remembered me. And he told me, he was like, hey, when I first met you, you look like a pretty girl. Like, there was nothing special about you. You look like a pretty girl with straight hair. Like, I look like, that's it. That, that was, there was nothing different to me. And he said, when I saw you with your hair, it brought out your personality. I could tell that you were a different person. Mm. And right away, I was like, I gotta just do me. And that's the one thing I've learned, um, and it's it's been trial by fire, it's literally just been like, oh, that didn't work, is to be myself, because there are so many people that are telling you what to do, and you're like, oh, well, I have to listen to them, I have to please them, but you don't. Right. Mm. And so. Right on, sister. Yeah. You know? Good answer. Woo. You know? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So should we call it a snapping ovation instead of a standing ovation? Rachel, you just got snapped. Rachel, okay. you joke around about that, but that's, Perfect branding right there, okay. and we're gonna copyright that. Okay, you just this, got a snapping ovation from our audience. Yes, yes. Uh, so this question is from Jonathan Three, but um, to be polite to him, he had underscores after every single letter. So it's John underscore, and you know, continuing. Anyways, so his question is, what do you like most and least when it comes to working with the Dollhouse in TNA? Um, I loved people that I worked with. We had a lot of fun. Um, the original. So then I'll say that, and then I'll say that the thing that I didn't like was um, how much it kept changing, and not that they were adding people and taking people out, but just that there was there was there was, there seemed to never be any conclusion to what we were doing. So originally the dollhouse was uh, myself, a girl named Mia Yim, uh, who changed her name to Jade. She's back to Mia Yim, but Jade and Taryn Terrell. We were the original dollhouse. Um, and so technically it was me and Mia originally because we had our match together and then Jay. And then it, it was revealed that Taryn was our leader. And so we were together. We were having some amazing segments. We were having a lot of fun. One day we beat up a girl named Rebel. And then next time you saw Rebel on television, Rebel was with us. So that was weird. Uh. And then we feuded with Awesome Kong, who if you guys watch the series Glow, uh, she is a welfare queen on it. Mm-hmm. And fun fun fact, my first day at TNA, uh, we, put, we put the welfare queen, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, through a table. So that is how I debuted oh, on, nice. um, on national television. And so then we feuded with Awesome Kong for a while, and then Awesome Kong became our leader. Like, it was just very mm-hmm. confusing. So, like, my favorite thing was just having all those amazing, amazing women with us, but then losing them every other day and, like, stuff coming in and out. So that was... That was probably my least favorite thing. Suni Reyes, I'm, 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 I'm. You're skipping. I'm skipping You're jumping some. Jumping around. I'm skipping some. Wow. Um, Suni Reyes asks, "What's your favorite exercise?" Um, I like to work out legs. 
um, mm. because that's where I saw the most changes in my body happen. But um, I really need to. I, so I actually haven't worked out in like three months. It's really mm. uh, when I was in Dominican Republic filming the show, I was there for two months and for like two ish, two months. Yeah, eight weeks. So I didn't work out at all while I was there besides what I was doing every day. And then um, coming home, I've just kind of been trying to let my body recuperate. So I haven't done anything until I feel super weird. But um, just anything to do with legs. I'm a really big fan of just working out legs. Are there any times where it's like, okay, for this match, you need to be like, oh, you know, a pay-per-view. Like, I need to get a tip, super tip-top shape. Or are you kind of like on the same kind of, hey, you know, I don't need to go crazy no. throughout the year because I'm just... It's wrestling Wrestling messes with your mind a lot. That's another thing that if you ever want to get into wrestling, like, just know this. Mm-hmm. You are going to have some sort of body dysmorphia. Because there are literally times where I'll be like... I'm skinny, but I'm like real world skinny, but I'm not wrestling skinny right now. Mm. And so I have to lose weight and I have a certain weight that's like the right number for me for television because of how many times I was told that I was too fat to be on television. Mm. Being 130 pounds, I was being told like, what? yeah, oh yeah. Like how, like there were so many times where I was told you need to lose weight or we don't like how this looks. You have to change this at 130 pounds. Like I'm five, four. That's like the perfect weight for my body. And so uh, it kind of, it's like a, it's a mind fuck sometimes because I'm like, and like, you can ask my friends that are here, like as we're getting close to a show, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm freaking out. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. And they're like, you look fine. I'm like, no, I had to lose like five more pounds in this week. And it's, it's crazy. So yeah, and bigger matches definitely, like that chip definitely turns on during those matches. I, that happened to me because I, uh, I tried to be an underwear model and they told me I'm skinny, oh. but not underwear model skinny. What do you mean tried? You should just do it. Yeah, I know. You should just you should I just know. walk around here in your Dude, underwear. You, you're t- I, everybody I don't, I don't you, think everybody tells me the same yeah. thing. I'm Jamie, just... you're too pale to be. Uh, <laughs> it blends in. It it's like called tanning salons, bro. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. I don't want to go Calvin blind, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yo, that's snap. Snapping ovation yep. for snap that Snapping ovation on that one. All right, this question is from Coco G. She says, or she wants to know, when you were part of El Exation, is that my saying, or Ex- Exacion? Exatron, okay. Oh, she wrote it. Okay, it's it's not right. It's, all right. When you were part of Exatron, what did you and your teammates do off camera? Oh gosh. Um, so let me, let me, I'll give you like a quick little recap of what Exatron was. Exatron is a competition. It's actually still going on right now. It's on Telemundo um, every night, Monday through Friday, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. And then on Sundays, uh, Elimination Sundays, three hours, just a little plug for my friends that are still on the show. Um, so I got chosen to do that. So basically, it's originally it's two teams of 10. It's a team of famous people. Uh, it, com- it was composed of like Olympic athletes, uh, MMA fighter, Bolivian, um, like boxing champion uh football players against 10 athletes just unknown athletes or less known athletes um so my team had actually my team also had a model but like um myself um there was a, a couple of girls that were body a bodybuilder uh four parkour athletes so it was just a, a bunch of like different um like see I'm, now I'm, I'm like I'm struggling because I feel like now that I'm talking about Exatron, I'm in like in Spanish mode. So I'm like uh, trying to, to like turn that switch off. Um, Rachel can, can translate. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally can. You can speak Spanglish here too. I, okay, good. Because it's, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out some. So we competed um, every day. We competed six days a week and we competed for different things. And so let's say Mondays and Thursdays we compete for the house. And so if you win, you get to go live in this cool ass mansion. If you lose, you get to live in this freaking like little cabana where there was like... Mm. No shower, like, just crazy, crazy, crazy. But to sum things up real quick, that was just, like, the summary of what the show is. But my team and I, we're the contendientes, so we're the blue team. 
That's why I have blue crap everywhere. Um, we got along so well. It was super weird. It was like we had known each other our entire lives. Like they say, um, what's that saying in, in Spanish? It's like, Dios los hace y ellos se juntan. So like God makes them and they find themselves. Mm-hmm. And like that's really what happened. Like we clicked so well. And on our off time, like we used to, like we, we had every... <laughs> Every night we had something called sex at the lawn, which oh, is what oh, where we okay. would we would we would, we would ask, out loud <laughs> after that, dark. That sounds fun. Kids get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> get out. And that, and that was just we would ask questions. And we just we just named the sex at the lawn because we thought it was a funny name. But it was just when we would ask like questions that probably wouldn't make the air. So we would ask. We would talk about more personal stuff, and um, we would do a lot of that. Um, we used to come up with like real dumb games. Um, when we lost and had to go to the cabin, there was like a, this mountain and we climbed it and I almost broke my nose. I have this really dumb scar on my forehead, on my nose now because I walked into a tree. Like, Damn. Yeah, wow. it was just real dumb. We just we just did a lot of really dumb, silly things. So I think this is going to be the uh, the last question. Okay. Um, one Stop Liquor uh, asked. <laughs> I don't know if it's a sponsored question. <laughs> this is a sponsored question? Uh, but his question... <laughs> Or her uh, is Hermanos Broncos or Jack Veneno? Jack Veneno, ciento which is how we met because we of because of Jack that. Veneno. Yes, that's disgusting. Perfect way to perfect segue. Yeah. So Jack Veneno um, will always be known as El Mejor Luchador de la Bolita del Mundo. He is uh, actually still alive. He's a Dominican wrestler um, who his biggest claim to fame was that he beat Ric Flair for the NWA uh, championship. It is not recognized by the NWA because um, basically people say, whatever, people say that it actually happened because Ric Flair didn't want to die in DR because it was so serious uh, to them yeah. that they were going to kill him if he tried to leave him with the title. So Ric, uh, so Ric Flair lost, but it's not recognized by the NWA. Come on. Yeah, crazy, right? But to, the, to us, to the Dominicans, it will always be recognized that um, Jack Van Andel beat Ric Flair. Um, but definitely uh, Jack Veneno all the way. And we met you at the press conference for the, right before the screening yes. of the film Jack Veneno yes. here in New York. All coming full circle. All coming full circle. Yeah, I remember being introduced to you. I forget who it was. Um, I think it was um, Peralta. I think it was Tony. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Peralta was, you yeah. know, Peralta is very monotone. He doesn't really get excited. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he hated me for so like That was like the first time that we actually met, but we had like messaged each other because I love his stuff. Like I buy all his stuff. Um, and so we had messaged a few times. And even when he when he texts, it's the same way. He's like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was like, damn, like he maybe he doesn't like us, me. And he was just like, mm, you gotta meet this girl. Uh. Really, really, really good. And I was like, wow, you seem really excited. Yeah. More than usual. Yeah, we gotta meet her. She's one of my favorite people. So then we met her and then it was just... <laughs> It was just magic. Yeah. Shout out to Tony Peralta yeah, thank for you, Tony. hooking us up. Yeah. I almost wore his, uh, his but it was, it's too hot. Um, he, I have the, he has this dope ass shirt of um, Ric Flair and Jack Veneno. And like Jack Veneno is dragging Ric Flair through, uh, through the Coliseo. And it's a really cool shirt. Yeah. But it was too hot to wear. It's a long sleeve shirt. I'm waiting for sweatshirt season to finally jump off already. <sighs> Come on! I don't like the cold, but I really came here thinking like this morning I left the house. You know how you have like the clothes that you sleep in? Like those are like just those are clothes that you cannot wear I'm, on public. I'm wearing it right now. Okay, well, yeah. but see, but this is cute. You look cute though. Thanks. I have this shirt that has like a bunch of holes in it, so like you can't wear it outside. I wore my hoodie, 
And I got so hot. And I'm texting my friend. I'm like, yo, I'm so hot, but I can't take the shirt off. I can't take my hoodie off because I got my, my shirt with the holes on it. So yeah. I literally had to throw this on because I didn't want to be that late. But as I was walking out the door, the little one puked on oh, my outfit. You're so a mom. It's okay. It's I just... This is why I'm wearing this. But anyway, that was the last question. Yeah. So uh, I think it's time now for Que Lo Que. Okay, Jamie, this is the part of the show where we talk about que lo que, so Maribel, que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que hay. Uh, so you guys can find me on social media. I am all over. Um, I, also, I mostly use Instagram now. I'm bored of, of Twitter. But on Instagram, it's Marty, M-A-R-T-I dot B-E-L-L-E. On Twitter, it's M-A-R-T-I-B-E-L-L-E. And on Facebook, it's just Marty Bell, uh, Marty Bell fan page. Uh I have I have some really cool stuff coming up, but I'm just gonna tell you guys keep an eye out on my social medias because some of the stuff I can't talk about yet. Mm. But um, I will be going back to Shimmer. Uh, I hasn't been announced, so I probably shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> surprise, I'm going back to Shimmer Exclusive. in like two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I forgot it hasn't been announced yet. But I will be going back to Shimmer in like two weeks, which is like the women's wrestling company. I'm gonna say on the planet. So I'm really excited to be going back there. Um, Congratulations! Yes. Thank you. It was cool. It was cool coming off because when I came back, it was, that was one of the first emails I saw was asking me about coming back. So that was pretty cool. Do you want to hire Rachel to be your like manager? You know what? I seen what she could do with a chair, so I am in. Yeah. You know what? Rachel. I got you, girl. Yes, I got you. <laughs> Yo, this pay per view is gonna be gonna be lit. All right, because. <laughs> Yo, 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 Honestly, I would love to, like, intro wrestling match. Like, I'd be that's, amazing. Like, my in this corner wearing if I, a Dominican if I wrestle, t-shirt made by Tony Peralta. If like, I wrestle here again, I'm going to try to make it happen. I would Ooh. love to be an announcer. I'll make, I'll make it happen. Exclusive, You'll be my personal announcer. Just mine, though. Nobody oh else. God. Just mine. Oh, my God. We need to, like, let's get ready to rumble. I don't know what it, it is, but it's, like... I don't know. Let's get ready. Just make it Dominican. It has to be. Hey, but a bodings yeah. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. That works. All right, Mike. Uh, yeah, Corriente Latina. They're going to be going to Comic Con. Uh, they're going to be doing some interviews and coverage, and they might also do Facebook Live. So stay tuned and go to the website, CorrienteLatina.com. And Uptown Collective, Led told me personally, they're saying that Dykeman Beer is going to have a new Suave. IPA is dropping this week. So stay tuned. So if you're in the bars and everything. Alcoholics. Yeah. Is it going to no. be like. Take note. Chill, chill. Is it going to be a pumpkin spice beer? No. Mm-hmm. Suave. It's a Mori Soñando beer. It's going to be a habichuela con dulce uh, flavored beer. No. Yeah, I know. It's it. And okay. then uh, next week I'll be at LA for Hispanicize. And that's it. Juan Bago, all the platforms. Excellent. Uh, I'll go, Jamie, unless you want to go. I don't really care. It's fine. No one. We'll probably do the same. Okay. One of the same things. What? Well, uh, yeah. Big shout out to Yero. That's double L-E-R-O. Like always, a big shout out to them, our partners at the Lifestyle and News Platform. This week, they had a sit down with Anthony Nardolillo, writer, director of the new movie Shine. Find out what he had to say about the making of Shine and why now is the time for Latino film. Visit Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com. And tell them what you think. And our friends at Urban Latino. So Sunday brunch with Chef Frank Maldonado. Yeah, he's not Italian, but in my head he is. 
at Good Eats, located at the Aloft Hotel, LaGuardia. That's 100-15 Dittmars Boulevard, East Elmhurst, Queens. So doors open at 11 and holler at UL Media on Instagram for more information. We've got some shows coming up. Um, I know you're going to talk about Room 28, so I'll leave that to you, Mr. Head Writer. Um, so my writing was accepted in the She Makes Me Laugh Festival at the People's Improv Theater, Woo! which is the pit. Oh, girl. They, uh, I don't get snaps. What's up? Snap. Like, I thought we transitioned to snap. I thought you uh, like that, so I didn't do it for you. Oh, snap. All right, so that's on October 14th, and um, we'll be performing in the 645 block. So get your tickets at www. Does anybody do that anymore? .org. ThePit-NYC.com. <laughs> and then I'm going to kick it to Jamie to talk about our Room 28 show. Room 28 comedy. We, uh, we have two sketch shows. Um, Friday, October 12th. All right, so you can go to the 7 p.m. or the 9.30 p.m. And the shows will take place at the Triad Theater. That's 158 West 72nd Street. <laughs> now I'm getting all like radio, morning DJ radio. <laughs> New York, New York, 10023. No, but um, yeah, we're going to have a, a kind of a Halloween-y type show. We have a lot of like Halloween-centric sketches. Uh, you know, first date at a haunted house. You know, we... Uh, I have so much fun with that character, by the way. I have, like, two lines in that sketch, <laughs> but it's so much fun. Yeah. I, can I tell them what I play? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I play um, a haunted little girl uh, that really looks like she's 35. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She steals it, y'all. So much fun. I don't steal it, Jamie. You steal it. No, um, I'm being nice. But, um... Okay. <laughs> no, we. It, it's going to be funny. We have a sketch about witches. We have... Uh, a sketch about a demon baby like it's it, we get a little crazy and fun in this show so the purge uh Walter Mercado brothers are back how so wait wait yeah oh, so Mike Mike, Mike I was yeah. one of the Mercado brothers Mike yeah when Mike was in room 28 he played one of the Mercado brothers so now we have but then you decided to leave and so somebody else is doing it yeah. and taking the fun from you so <laughs> I think Anthony Palmini will do it justice but um, I guess the audience is going to make the final decision. Check it out. Room 28 show. I put a lot of pressure on Anthony there. Uh, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, two shows. There's no excuse not to go. And you can get your tickets at room28comedy.com slash showtime. And how convenient. Mike's not going to be there for I'll be in L.A. Show. I'll be in L.A. Uh, <laughs> we could live stream it for him. Okay. And uh, Jay Friends on Instagram. I well another great show. We have to thank Marty Bell. Thank you guys. What an amazing and inspiring show. Thanks, guys. You know, we here on the show, we tend to just think we're coming here to have fun and like make jokes. And I come in to make everybody cry. No, no, it's that like after the show comes out and we hear the feedback, it's like, oh my God, the guest was fantastic. I want to be her when I grow up. You know, like it's very inspiring. We think we're like just up here having fun and moving molehills, but we're moving mountains. You are. And I I will say, I'm going to take it back for a second and say, that's what you're doing too. Because I feel like there's not a lot of women that are genuinely funny. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of women in comedy that are not funny. They're just oh. like. Oh, so you think I'm funny, Marty? Bell? I think you're really funny, Marty. Bell, you think I'm funny? I'd be friends with you, like. Oh my God, Marty. Bell. Yeah, like I'd be friends with you just so you could make me laugh. But 
you boys are doing a fabulous job too. We're gonna clap. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, him and Bobo. This is the second week in a row. Like, do you guys want to like have a little moment there? We will. Jamie we will. Yeah, we will. But for real, that's that's pretty cool too. I'm Maribel, stop we'll it. Like, you're genuinely funny. We'll I like that. I'm Maribel, stop it. Don't. My girl. Maribel, keep going. No, stop, stop, stop. Well, thank you everybody for the reviews. They're pretty great. Why are you giving me that no, look, I'm not. Mike? It's, it's such a stank face. Look. No, no, not at all. Why? Because I bond with the guests more than you, you do. You sit next to them. You get, jelly. You get to have a, You're closer. You could sit here next week. You I'll sit, sit here there next week. week. Yes. Sit here next week and let's see how it's it goes. It's gonna backfire on you, Mike. I know. <laughs> we have to thank our listeners. Thank you to everyone for the support. Listen, you can catch us on all these different platforms, so tell a friend to tell a friend. Any last minute. Uh, and thanks for the studio audience who came all the way yes. down here. Audience! Um, yes. See how I suck up? And to everybody who helps us put this together week after week, you guys continue to blow us away with everything that you're doing. So Who's thank you so intern? much. Oh, my favorite intern. Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, I'll let you guys know on next week's episode. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina. Hola, amigos, y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.